0: Welcome to Soul via Soul, the podcast where we embark on a journey of self-love and true wellness. I'm your host, Jada, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you here with me as we dive into all things mind, body, and soul. Now, what do you say we get this thing started? Let's dive in. You want
1: a feed
0: and you want uh, posts that
1: look perfect uh, all the time but that's not realistic in a lot of senses. And it can, like we're talking about, have a lot of damaging effects depending on what it is that you're trying to portray.
0: Sleep is so important. And when we're on our phones, especially right before bed, these images that make you feel unworthy or unloved or disconnected from yourself, that's gonna linger into your subconscious. And that's gonna have a, it's gonna have an effect on your mental health.
1: If you're somebody that you see a post and it can completely destroy the rest of your day, these next few tips are definitely something I would implement and one of them is blocking somebody and just completely
0: removing them from your feed. It can be distracting them from doing the work of really connecting to themselves, to loving themselves, to their bones, to understand what it is to protect your energy so that you feel whole and complete. Welcome to this week's podcast. I have with me today, Maggie. She is my social media guru goddess of all things social media. (laughs) That's a long title. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's funny because, you know, we met through triathlon and I remember when you said you were going to be starting a social media marketing company. And I thought, thank God I have someone because the whole idea of social media marketing was completely overwhelming to me, number one. And I needed help. Frankly, I i mean, I'm a 50 something year old woman starting a, an online wellness business, and I don't even know how to make posts. And so I had my kids initially teach me you know, mom, this is how you edit a video. And I was like, oh, I'm so, no, it's too hard. And then every platform was different. There were limits on time and I messed everything up and I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like a complete failure. Number one, (laughs) enter Maggie. (laughs) And suddenly life makes way more sense because you just know things and of course you're younger and you're going to know all the savvy new stuff but this is also your specialty but number two I also recognize and have dealt with as a mental health provider the negative impacts of social media just in general so we kind of got two things going on social media marketing as like your profession. So you're going to speak to how you navigate that and understanding that social media in general can have a really negative impact on our mental health. And what it really, and what I really want to talk about is how it eats at the foundational idea of our self-worth. And that's where I think it has The potential to be poison in our lives so this is kind of a necessary evil i suppose in our culture i hate to say evil because it is a connector people come together through social media platforms i think in its essence that is how it was designed and can be a wonderful way to connect unite um, inspire all the wonderful things it can do And yet human nature being what it is, it often leads to the comparison game. And that's where I think it can really undermine our sense of self-worth, love for self, and our ability to really navigate and create a life of meaning, purpose, and passion. So Maggie, tell us a little bit about, number one, your job as a social media marketing strategist, and how do you navigate this landmine of social media
1: yeah so for one uh, it's kind of crazy for me to think like nowadays in college that social media is a course and something that you can graduate with because I didn't have that and I graduated five years ago so I mean it's it's kind of crazy yeah it's kind of crazy how much like it's changed for you know what you can study nowadays, too. So that's just something that I always think about. And I, I think back, like growing up to when um, social media really became a thing. Um, I was never on my space, but I think like, uh, Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook were all big when I was in high school, but it's just become so much pop- more popular. And so, like curated is the term that's used so often nowadays. And it that's a it's a hard line for myself personally because in my like marketing and design and graphic and make things look pretty in mind it's like you want a feed and you want uh, posts that look perfect uh, all the time, but that's not realistic in a lot of senses and it can like we're talking about have a lot of damaging effects depending on what it is that you're trying to portray.
0: So what led you into social media marketing? I I know you, and I know you have um, like an artistic background. And so what is it that attracts you to the work that you do? And, and I know you love it. So tell us why you love it because it's, it's powerful. Number one, it's, it's powerful and and i didn't realize the power um until i started you know sylvia soul and and had to use the power of social media as a way to just put myself out there and help people get the help that i want to give them like it's it's my desire and my goal is like this altruistic like hey here are tools that can help people improve their mental and physical health and wellness but if only two people are listening to me, I have a pretty small audience. And the idea is that you want to impact as many people as possible. So why do you love what you do and, and, and kind of what's the background that led you to this? I
1: think um, the two questions. One, I think the background was really just my work within communities growing up, like in person, uh, engagement in my own community and then moving on in my years of education and stuff and seeing how to bring that into the social media atmosphere became like oh i can reach more than like just the people in my park district like this can go to the whole state it can go to the whole country it can go worldwide and i like that sense of community and engagement is something that i always value in social media and i, I I will say it's often, I think, one of my downfalls because I, on like a marketing plane, it's, there's a lot of sales to it, and I, I don't have that natural sales. I have a natural community engagement aspect to me, whereas I want people to come together. I you know, the products can benefit you as a community, but I don't want to like shove it down their throat. And that's in business hard sometimes because you have to balance both. So I I think like just background, like to answer that first question of getting into it was seeing it as my years progressed and being, you know, within, um, coaching teams and being in my own like uh, groups and using like Facebook groups to connect, connect with people and friends and stuff and seeing that. And then being picked up by a few clients or people that were asking for help early on, like, I don't know how to navigate Facebook. It was like, Oh, it's easy. just, you know, post something out there that, you know, people are going to want to comment on. Okay. Well, what do people want to comment on? And some people, can't wrap their head around the fact that it's really just having a conversation with somebody. Um, so I, can, what was the second? What's that? It'd be tricky.
0: Like It no, is. It's there, intimidating. It's intimidating. And for someone who had to, like, I learned it on my own before I met you. And I, I struggled. I didn't know how to do it. And I remember someone commenting early on saying, oh, look how cute your Instagram is. It looks... It looks, and I'm gonna use the word you, it looks uncurated, that's fresh. And I was like, I think he just insulted me. (laughs) Because it looked like I didn't know what He goes, oh, he said it was very organic. It's very organic. You can tell that you don't have, um, this is not what you do. And I was thinking, I think he complimented and insulted me simultaneously." (laughs) simultaneously. Um, but the second question was, what's your background? Like, um, what led you to this? Because you're very artistic and part of social media and part of what the services you offer, like website design and branding and logo and all of that, you really, I would think have to have an artistic background. So is that what you bring to your business just in general?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that's really how I fell into social media in the first place, because I didn't really get into it until I was at my first job out of school, and um, I was doing the email marketing and flyers, a little bit of print stuff, and I was like, oh, I have graphic design skills, and that opened a whole can of worms, <laughs> and they're like, oh, great, now you can do the email banners, and you can make us, like, the flyers, and Um, kind of a one-stop shop for everything. Here's your project. I want you to do it to its entirety. And what started as just using um, the marketing background of copywriting to put together social media posts, I was, you know, sending it to review my copy. And I was like, oh, by the way, I made this post. I thought it looked cool. Do you like it? (laughs) And they're like, oh, that looks amazing. Like you used all the right branding. And so I was kind of experimenting with it. For a little. Um, and I, I I, don't know how unique it is nowadays to have somebody that does kind of like the full spectrum of it, but I love being able to have both sides of both the design skills and the copywriting and like the marketing together. Um, I think personally, it's just nice to be able to curate the entire thing in one piece. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, when my head, my my brain looks at something, and I'm making, you know, the Instagram feed, you know, like with yours, we've got a little structure going on that it's like, you know, the little squares are pretty. And if you come to the page, it's, it's inviting. And it's nice. And it's like walking into a storefront that's gold and white, and, you know, go to a beauty salon, and it's white and cr- crisp and clean with accents and you're like wow i feel like at home here it's nice yeah and i feel the same way when you go onto somebody's like website or social media so um i've just kind of incorporated that into my skills and it's been fun
0: Are <laughs> well first of all several things you're very talented um it's obviously your passion which is super important you love it it's fun as the last thing you said was it's fun now it's fun for you i and probably a lot of other business owners find it stressing, find it difficult to navigate, find it overwhelming and confusing. So, um, and and a lot of people like to outsource this because they don't have the tech skills too. Like there's a lot of tech sometimes that can be involved and you do everything. So if really, if someone is looking for a one-stop shop, do it all girl, <laughs> I got the girl for you and her name is Maggie. Um, so you know it, and i'm so grateful and lucky to have you because you've allowed me to focus more on what i want to do and provide more services while you make the social media stuff pretty so that's a great lead into um kind of the the negative of social media and i really want to touch upon this and it's a mom of teenagers who navigated this early like this came when my children were teenagers this is it, it just kind of blew up when when my kids were um younger and it as a parent it's kind of a it's a really difficult um thing to to navigate monitor you control it how much do you control it and then you know then there becomes adults who find themselves in front of a screen way more than they may be intended. And there's a real dark side to social media. And I really want to take it kind of a a side road into that now and how it can really be something that we need to ha- take a hard look at because like with everything, you know, moderation can be key. And if we get sucked down the rabbit hole of going into all the social media things and then feeling spit out the other side less than, you know, there's a a quote, comparison is the thief of joy. And when we are comparing ourselves, and even if you're not saying it out loud, if you're looking at all these pictures of people who apparently look like they're having like the time of their life and their life is so glamorous while you're just sitting on the couch, eating a bag of potato chips, it's going to make you feel like what's wrong with me. Why does my life suck? Um, And that's where a lot of people get into the comparison. And whether you're saying it out loud or you're just thinking it, your subconscious brain doesn't know the difference. And if you start having a lot of these lack mindset of, I don't have, I don't look that skinny. I'm not on vacation again for the third time this year. How many times does that woman go on vacation? Right? Like um, there's all these things that make us feel less than, and that that really is a robber of joy. So let's talk about like how the influence of social media has actually eroded our self-worth. And tell me what you have experienced in your relatable experiences, a time that you felt less than due to social media. And I know that I have gone on social media and looked at all the pictures of friends doing fabulous things. And I look around my life and I'm like, well, I'm I'm sweating in my garden, you know, pulling weeds out of the ground. I'm not I'm not in France. You know? (laughs) Suddenly I feel like I got the short end of the stick while sitting in my garden pulling weeds is one of the most wonderful loving things that I do for myself. And yet in that moment, I suddenly feel less than so let's speak to that. And how have you navigated that as a young person, really being steeped in social media, since you probably can remember?
1: Yeah, and that kind of reminds me of a quote that I see every now and then. And it's something like, um, but, you know, social media has brought on this comparison where you're comparing your behind the scenes to everybody else's highlight reel because you're comparing your current, you know, sitting on the couch, eating a bag of chips, scrolling and seeing somebody sitting on a rock in France and with a beautiful backdrop. And you're like, well, I feel worthless today, mm-hmm. but that person could have been doing that three days ago. You never know. But, and I think that's like something... I think we're all kind of guilty of it at some points. I remember last Christmas, my cousins were asking me if I had a job because everything I posted on social media was me traveling. And whether it was actually me traveling at that time or me just posting a picture from when I was in Virginia, riding my bike, mm-hmm. I that really kind of like hit home to me. I was like, oh, I'm kind of creating this, illusion that I, that's all I do is I travel around the country and ride my bike and I don't
0: work. You know <laughs> so what? It's okay too, you know, and well, I mean, that would be great. <laughs> As you should make it, but, but
1: it like you, you kind of like, I kind of realized in that moment, like the harmful effect that it can have, you know, just on your own posting and like, we're all guilty of doing, you know, I'm not going to post a picture of me in my sweatpants and say, Six hours of work done for the day. I'm gonna go take a nap now. <laughs> like right, but,
0: real. And that that, yeah, that exactly why TikTok actually is popular and and probably why I felt way more comfortable going on TikTok because I would just go in there and I would just talk. And often I would have no makeup on. Sometimes I would it would be four o'clock in the morning. I still have my glasses on and I'm like, you know, I just finished the meditation and this is what dropped in. And And I kind of didn't care that I didn't have paint and powder on and it was real and it was raw and, and it was interesting because people identify more with that than the beautiful and the curated. However, Mm -hmm. we also want the beautiful and the curated it's it's, we really, we really crave both. And yeah. And there is a, a need to have that balance of of beauty because that speaks to a part of us too. Um, but you know, we started this conversation with about how you came from community. You came from wanting to do social media because it has that sense of being able to reach a broader um, base of people and bring more people together. And it's the connection that we actually all truly want I mean social media is not perfect for sure and it causes a lot of mental health issues which we'll get to but I think that the need to connect is what drives it all and wanting to feel connected to people um, is such a base human desire and need and um, it being in relationship with others is is part of what I think we're here to learn, like with our Earth's journey. And I think the underpinning of why social media was developed was to do that. Um, and it sort of spiraled into this other whole thing. But what do you think? How do you, because you spend your day in this, how do you not feel the effects of spending all your day on social media without it feeling like it takes from you and it leaves you feeling less than or you're you you are um fearing that you're putting the wrong kind of message out there
1: I mean I'm not gonna lie and say it doesn't happen or affect me because it does um and I I have to I've learned to set boundaries both personal and work when it comes to social media Um, because I manage I, I mean I I think I have like 10 accounts logged in in my Instagram and I find myself waking up in the morning and switching between all 10 of them and seeing what's happening and so before I've even started my day I've been infiltrated with like all of this account stuff and that, that's like a work-life balance type thing that I, you have to work on too but the like the social media side of it it's like I'm going in and checking how much engagement a post got like 24 hours after it posted and I was like oh okay well that one flopped back to the drawing board and stuff like that and like trying to keep up with stuff and it's you know you add more on your plate and then you're just like you said you just start comparing yourself to other ones other you know businesses and other people and aside from the own personal you know scrolling through my own feed and the same thing being like oh that girl looks nice oh I wish I could do my makeup like that oh maybe I should dye my hair yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes so let's talk about boundaries and let's talk about ways to limit that because it has to be um this is one of those things like if you don't if you don't if you're not conscious about doing this it will you'll get derailed every time and so having a, a routine that you you know one of the things I encourage people to do and and I try to meditate first thing in the morning and so meditating first thing in the morning kind of gets me in that space and usually after I do that I'll spend you know an hour doing whatever I'm gonna do on all on my like business you know um accounts and then I try to set it down and I don't go back to it until um, you know, maybe a couple- Until I text you and say, did you see how many views this I know, has? right? <laughs> but if we don't, and, and it has to be self-imposed limits. Like if you're a parent and you're trying to impose limits on your child, like you can set timers, you can, you can have, you know, there's apps which track the amount of of time you spend on, on social media. So even just bringing awareness, oh my gosh, I just, you know, lost three hours watching TikTok. That's three hours of my life gone. Like what, I could have filled that time way more productively. So first of all, you know, just being aware. So maybe just like, if you're listening, start tracking it. How many, how, how much time do you spend? Because you probably underestimate it just like we underestimate the amount we drink and we overestimate how much we exercise. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you don't know how much time it's actually taking from you, bring awareness and then try to set some limits. So for you, you know, it, it probably does come in all sorts of things that I'm getting all sorts of little beeps now. I don't know why. Oh, for heaven's sakes. (laughs) i don't know how to turn that off <laughs> maggie apparently a post is very popular and i'm getting all sorts of pings that you know oh no. everything's happening so there we go See, there's there's
1: one of my one of my 10 tips that i'm about to give and that's put your phone on do not disturb
0: <laughs> put your phone on do not disturb absolutely so that's one tip so i'm i just <laughs> so yeah, one- I just I just looked at my phone and I was like oh boy,
1: but I had it on Do Not Disturb, so I didn't see it.
0: <laughs> so do Not Disturb is one tip. Bringing awareness on how much time you spend on it is another um, way to just check your engagement. And something that I saw someone ironically post, which I thought was really good, which was um, especially if you're a, a creator, if you're like like me, like you, like you have to use social media as um, a way to promote your business and services, etc, um, you you have to go on and do your duty to be consistent and and you know, you you want those things. But this post I saw was um, consume way less than what you do to engage your audience. So if you go on to make a post, go on, make it and get off. like, don't scroll for an hour and then decide that you're going in in part because it's going to make it inauthentic. Like if you want your message to be personal and authentic, you don't want to copy people. You want to have your own voice. And if you consume a lot, often you end up just, you know, not being you. And so consuming way less than what you do as a business owner, setting those limits, Um, do not disturb. Okay. Give us a couple more Maggie that help you (laughs) that life balance.
1: Yeah. So one of the most important ones, and I, I think you'll probably hit on this a little later, but it's just like being aware of your thoughts and you know, that first thought that gets in your head when you see something. And I actually have a perfect example of this that happened like 30 minutes ago, when you sent me a post, (laughs) you sent me a cute little perfectly made reel of a woman making a mocktail. And I'm like, wow, she's got a beautiful glass. Oh, look at her kitchen is so nice. I'm like, man, I wish my stuff looked like that. And I was yeah. like, nope. It's a video of a woman making a drink. And I was like in my head about, I would wish that I had beautiful cookware. <laughs> I just nipped it and was over it because it, you when you're able to like get to a point, you can just nip it in the butt from the beginning, like scrolling through, oh, I wish my hair looked like that. Well, it doesn't. Next. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my big ones. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just getting into a few like you know, more techie ones, I think like, and a lot of these can stem from like a mental health side that if you really struggle, if you're somebody that you see a post and it can completely destroy the rest of your day, These next few tips are definitely something I would implement and one of them is blocking somebody and just completely removing them from your feed. If there is an account, a business, a platform out there that really just triggers you every time they post something, block them. If it's a friend or somebody, I mean, I, I don't wanna say if you don't want them to know you're blocking them, but you also have the opportunity to mute people so you can choose to go to their page if you ever wish to see what they're up to or what they're doing, but you can actually mute them and that removes all of their posts from showing up in your feed. Oh, I didn't know. Um, I think, yeah, and, and that's another one with like uh, brands. You know, maybe you like a brand, but you know, the pictures of, I, I don't know, the, the the models or the girls or whatever just kind of trigger you sometimes, just mute it. Or if there's like a food uh if like um, a meal planning or something like that. Maybe you go on there because you like the recipes and stuff, but the constant feed of meal prepping and dieting triggers you sometimes. You can just mute it and you can choose to go look at the recipes when you are looking for it instead of having it thrown at you all day long. Um, and I think that's helpful. And I'm going to say this in like the nicest way possible, but sometimes that's really helpful for family members too. Yeah. <laughs> Because that, I mean, we've, we've talked about um, uh, one of your other podcasts was about like setting boundaries with family and that, that can be a great way. If there are triggers within family members that might, you know, you see something and it might hit you in a certain way, just mute them. You won't see it on your feed
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you can choose to go see what they're up to on your own time.
0: Yeah. Um, Another thing, what were we going to say? I think that's good. I think that speaks to protecting your energy where, and you used Mm -hmm. a couple of like words that i think are important like trigger so when you're triggered by something that's absolutely it it can signal it's that's an area that you need to heal um but if you're not ready to heal it in that moment if it hits you sideways like it can really be triggering and upsetting but if you go to it on your own time you're in a better mental space to be like okay i know i'm opening this can of worms and i'm i'm going in there knowingly but sometimes when it hits you out of the blue it can be even more upsetting. So I like that idea of muting someone. I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. See, I this is because I'm in my 50s, I'm just learning tech and you're like super savvy. Okay, keep going. Give us more. Tech.
1: <laughs> so another one and I know specifically with Twitter and Instagram you can do this and I haven't navigated Facebook enough recently to know if this is possible there, but you can actually hide certain words and phrases and hashtags which I think is another great thing for anybody who does have a trigger of any sort, especially with uh, just the way that social media and technology is listening to us nowadays. And um, there could be topics of, you know, a sad experience or something that you're dealing with. Let's, let's use maybe like an eating disorder for an example. Maybe you're, you're struggling with something while it might be fine having stuff coming through on your feed, encouraging like the positive side of healing and getting out of it, it could continue to be triggering for you. And you can go in there and you can just put the hashtag or keywords and phrases and remove it. And not only will let that remove, um, the suggested, suggested posts, but also the sponsored posts. Hmm. So, um, that will help with um, you know, if you Google something, most of the time that stuff starts showing up on your Instagram feed or in your Facebook ads and stuff like that. And so maybe if you're Googling something for not the best reason and you start being fed stuff, you know, all about that, maybe that's something to consider too, to block some of those sponsored posts coming through. Now that doesn't work for people that you follow or businesses that you follow. So that's where the muting and the blocking goes back to. Um, if you're following them, you gotta, you know, those are going to still show up on your feed, even if you've blocked the keyword. Yeah. So, but that's a, that's another great one. And I would say that's one definitely, if there's, you know, something that you really, you know, really triggers you to block it and remove it and make sure you're not being, um, thrown advertisements for that, whatever that could be. Um, so a few other ones are just, Um, spending less time on social media when you're in a vulnerable state. And I think most of us can kind of pinpoint on a day that we might be feeling a little less than um, don't go on social media. It's only going to make it worse because you're already vulnerable. You might already be emotional, something that could trigger it, make it worse. And then now you've ruined the rest of your day because you saw a picture that made you feel worthless. Yeah. Um. I think that's, that's definitely another one of those, like being aware of your thoughts type thing that you need to be the one putting that action in and choosing not to. But, you know, once you learn, hey, maybe it's not the best time for me to be scrolling through Facebook on a Sunday when I'm home because my boyfriend just broke up with me. I'm like, maybe that's not the best time yeah. to see all your friends getting engaged. You know, <laughs> that's a good point um, disabling notifications, you can turn off your notifications for every social media platform and not get a single one. And that setting can be done in both the app and on your phone settings. So you're kind of double covered there and you can choose to turn them on when you want. Um, and that kind of like, I would put that with like, do not disturb. Um, I think it's great. Um, Apple actually has multiple like, um, do not disturb profiles that you can make. So you can set them up throughout your day. So you can have like a work one that when you're working, you don't want to get social media. Um, When you're, you can, you can make your own, you can make a self-care one and you're not getting any texts, no um, social media posts. Um, And it's nice because you can actually pick and choose like who you can receive texts from, what social platforms you can get notifications, what notifications you want. If it's somebody commented on a post, you can get that. But if it's somebody liking something, you can just
0: turn that off. That's So, so
1: cool. that's I another. That.
0: I mean, I know yeah. I can turn off like group text. Sometimes a group text gets to be like way overwhelming. And you're like, I need you people to stop talking. Like I'm trying to work. Um, but I didn't know you could do that. And I love how you phrase that self-care notifications. Like I think sometimes we feel somewhat, helpless like thrown to the wolves like it's just anybody can come in and take a piece of you if you let it and if you don't safeguard those notifications that's just the same thing as someone picking away at you energetically all day long and it Mm -hmm. disturbs the peace you know if you get in the flow of something and suddenly your phone lights up or blows off or makes a funny noise instantly you're taken out of that moment and you're you're focusing attention to something else and that isn't, that's not good for our mental health. So I love how you said that the self-care settings, self-care settings should just come on every phone. Like if you want to just, that's a great idea. Self-care setting, here's a button for your self-care and it should just have all the things you should do in regards to social media that you don't go down the, the, the rabbit hole of, of comparison and, and crazy bill with all the notifications. I've tried
1: to even 'Cause I always put my phone on do not disturb overnight just so yeah. I don't get disturbed while I'm sleeping. But um I've kind of gotten into a routine of keeping it on until like nine or ten in the morning just so I can be doing a morning routine and whether or not I check my phone or not, I'm not being bombarded with bing, bing, bing or getting it on my watch vibrating and yeah. It it has definitely helped. Um so I think that's that's a big one. And I, I like it. If I'm if i if I'm ever overwhelmed. Or obviously busy, I, I put my phone on, do not disturb. I go for a walk, I leave it here. Like I just remove it from my life and it kind of helps you, you calm down. Yeah.
0: And for parents, I would say um, you're like, this is something you're doing for children. One of the things I would say to my kids because they would try to do their homework with their phone right next to them and they were so ineffective. I would say, okay, here's what I want you to do. And for adults, we sometimes need to do this for ourselves. Take the phone, put it in another room. Like, don't have Mm -hmm. it near you. We are so now addicted to our phones. Literally, um, there's a disorder now that is comes with with phones and not having it there and actually having panic disorder because you don't have your phone. But that you know that didn't exist forty years ago. We didn't have them. Mm -hmm. We walk around with little computers in our back pocket. So having the boundary of not having it next to you while you're doing a task that you want to really immerse yourself in. And, you know, when you're going for a walk, when you're spending time in nature, when you're in the kitchen cooking, when you're um, you know, obviously if you've got a self-care routine or in the morning, like don't have it near you and have those self-care um, selections selected so that you can safeguard your own peace. So that's really good. And
1: a few other ones are one just moving. Like, I, I I feel like if you were to ask somebody to show them their home screen or their second page on their phone, you would see every social media platform within the first two pages for the most part. I'm guilty of that myself. I've got every single social media and scheduling app and all my stuff on the second page. But one of the best ones that I've seen and I've heard people do this too is taking all of your social media platforms putting them in a folder and putting it in the very last page of your um, of your phone. Like, I forget what those are called, like the the pages, I guess. Put them all in a folder, stick them in the back, and don't let it be the first thing that you open your phone and you see all these little notifications. Really or, or don't let it be that you open your phone, because I'm guilty of this too. I'm just, like, sitting there and I open my phone and the next thing I know I'm on Instagram. I'm like, how did I even get here? Yeah. Like, it's just like force of habit, but if it's the last thing in your phone and it's in a folder, it's it's like a five step process instead of just, oh, face scan, Instagram, what did I come here for? Yeah, <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Um, and like setting time controls, like you said, I think that's great for parents too. And, um, you can actually set that for yourself on your iPhone too. So if you go to your settings, you can set parameters to days, time limits, time of day. You can have like your, you won't be able to get into your Instagram app after 8 PM or something like that. Or you can't access Facebook on Sundays, just stuff like that. That'll help you. Obviously, you know, you're, you're setting it for yourself. If you need somebody else to set it for you, they can too. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great one too, to kind of just limit it and set, set that parameter. If you know in your head, Hey, I need to get off social media by seven o'clock or I'm going to mindlessly scroll at the end of the night then just put a lock on it and don't do it and don't don't go in there and unlock it yeah Um. and the last one's just taking a day off of social media and whether you want to do this like weekly monthly every now and then I've done it before I've there's been days that I've actually just turned my entire phone off because and it's been so freeing little anxiety the next morning when I feel like I have to answer everybody, but it's, um, I think it's important every now and then to just completely unplug. And I think it can be really helpful for everybody. Yeah.
0: And I think we also get in the, the, the trap of getting our panties in a wad if someone doesn't respond immediately. Like if we send a text and we're like, where are they? Where are they? Like the anticipation, like if someone doesn't respond to you and 30 seconds of you sending it, that number one, they don't care about you. Number one, they are ignoring you. Number two, like it has all these other layers and it can mean that they're taking a a time off. Maybe they're on a bike ride, Maggie, and they're not checking their phone. You know, there have been times I'll go on a bike ride and I can feel my phone, like buzzing in my Jersey. And I'm like, what is going on? And of course you can't (laughs) hear it while you're you know, biking. Um, Well, maybe you can, but uh, cause you can like video while you're biking. But I have trouble just staying on the road and so it's like um there is this sense that if you don't answer someone immediately so there's even the 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 anticipation of and not the courtesy and grace and patience to give people just a moment like it may take a hot second for someone to reply and it doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. you know we apply all I actually struggle
1: I was going to say, I, I struggle with that a lot on like a personal level of just, I've never been a very good texting person or communicator. Um, now, I don't like being called out of the blue either. So I'm just not really that type of person. But I have had friends and family member be like, oh, you never answered my text. And I'm like, oh my God, when did you text me? Or I didn't see it. or And there have been certain situations where I've had to almost explain myself and say, I didn't have the energy at the moment to respond to you. And you, sometimes you feel like a bad person saying that, or you, you don't want, like, I I never want them to think I don't care about them. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes it's, you know, something long or I didn't have the time to dedicate to it right then and there, or plain as day, I didn't have the energy to get back to what it was that you needed from me at that time. And I think that's, that's a whole other, like, constant stuff being put in your face all day long and then yeah having to deal with that on top of it
0: yeah and I think we sometimes struggle with just saying and that's so beautifully phrased you know I didn't have the energy to respond right then um and that's much better than you know other things you could say but I think that that's that's a really good that's a really good point and I want to touch on just a few of the mental health aspects that I see as a mental health provider that um are are a little more concerning than energy suckers and time time wasters and um, you know uh, s- some of the other um, inconveniences and self worth um, erosions that happen with with uh, social media, but really when it turns into cyberbullying, um, addictions, compulsive behavior, sleep disturbance and body image issues. Like this is all something I deal with as a mental health provider and see that is a direct correlation with social media. And in part because, um, and there's been some, some research done on young women, especially there's a book I read a long time ago called, um, oh gosh, now I forgot the name of it. Something Ophelia, Ophelia's love, or something like that is a wonderful book. and it was about um what happens for young women when they are entering puberty and the development of a young woman's worth and her value. And it's a very precarious age uh, where you have this this emergence of this of of young women, and it becomes uh, tricky to navigate. And it's not, not that it's not for young boys as well, turning into men, but this was specifically about women and the body issues, body image issues and the eating disorders and all this um, negative that comes from a young woman trying to really understand, especially as her body starts to change and develop. And what does that look like? And you see a lot of sexism on social um, media and, you know, it just leaves you, it can leave you feeling very vulnerable and lack. So, you know, there are some real things that happen. Um, the dark side of social media that I see where there truly are addictions and, and process addictions are real, you know, gambling addictions, um, all sorts of process addictions with images and, and videos can be very difficult and devastating for for families and for people so addictions and sleep disturbances you know it sleep is so important and when we're on our phones especially right before bed um, that's that's a time when if you really wanted to help under or sort of clear out the negativity of being on social media, the last thing you want to do is being on it right before you fall asleep, because those negative images really drop into your subconscious. That's when we are moving, you know, not to be too techie, but moving brain waves from, uh, from, from the higher frequency uh, brain waves into the lower, like the the Delta and the Theta brain waves, And that's when we start to move into our subconscious as we're drifting off to sleep. The last thing you're seeing before you're going to bed is these, these images that make you feel unworthy or unloved or disconnected from yourself. That's going to linger into your subconscious. And that's going to have a, it's going to have an effect on your mental health. And so especially that one, you know, put your phone away as you drift off to sleep, you know, work on those positive affirmations work on saying how fabulous you are, how much you love yourself, how much you value the things you're grateful for, even those little things like that can undo some of the negativity that we're sort of bathed in uh just from social media during the course of the day. Like before you go to bed, make that be a time that you really fill your cup with the things that you're grateful for, the things that you love about yourself, the things that uh that you accomplished that day, your dreams, your desires. And you know, that's when you want to work on really filling your subconscious with really yummy things that you're going to then um, drift off into sleep with those things on your mind and especially like for young women with um, eating and body image issues it's important that you know we do love our body and and that we nourish it and that we feed it high quality foods and um, you know there's unfortunately the stigma to starve yourself to look a certain way and that's just not healthy and That's where, honestly, if we want to kind of move into this whole, like, as we're wrapping up with, with this digital detox and understanding how social media impacts our ability to love ourselves and we want to take the good, like everything's got, you know, there's the balance of good and bad and, and yin and yang and light and dark. And this isn't that different but i think we have to recognize that we can put those self love practices in place we can limit those and in, those intrusions and notifications we can safeguard our energy and we can we can look at this in a healthy way like how can this serve me how can i use social media to get services that are going to help me how can i use technology as a tool to help me navigate my world in a better way how can it enhance My life, because it has a power to do that too. We just have to put those parameters and safeguards in place. So, you know, we started this conversation with connections. That's really what it's about. We want to feel connected to people, but what is missing is our connection with ourselves. And we sometimes look to outside sources. We get sucked into social media because we want to feel something. We want to feel something. Often our phone is a distraction because we don't want to feel the uncomfortableness of being alone. We have difficulty navigating the initial uncomfortableness of starting a conversation with a stranger. So we bury our head in a phone. We go to restaurants and instead of having that uncomfortable conversation, you see couples with their phones out and part of it is it's a distraction from connecting to ourselves. And that to me is basically what I think Sylvia Soul, Soul does. It, it helps people connect to themselves because when you have that deep connection to yourself, you're not really going to be moving into that need to feel connected to a device to a stranger's, what they had for lunch. Like who cares? (laughs) You know, here's what I ate today. Great. (laughs) I mean, I do love some of those pictures (laughs) and I don't need to see the toe that you just had surgery on either. Like, I don't need to see that. Right. (laughs) But I think the, the, the crux of it is, is that we have a deep, deep need to feel connection on a soul level. And this is just a surface way for people to connect, but it it can be distracting them from doing the work of really connecting to themselves, to loving themselves, to their bones, to understand what it is to protect your energy so that you feel whole and complete all the time. And social media is pretty... And it's, it's a place to get inspired and it's a place to help you level up. But that connection to yourself that no device can do for us. It's personal. It's embodying what we value. It's loving ourselves deeply It's understanding that to our core, we are divine little nuggets of love. And that is what we need to connect more to. So we need to unplug from the thing and plug in to our heart. That's a nice little social media thing. We should put that out there, Maggie.
1: (laughs) I think that's our quote for next Sunday.
0: (laughs) unplug and plug in how oh, we need to come up with that that's going to be our next chat we're going to come up with some super cool social media something so look for it everybody it's going to come and you're going to like you know what i'll listen to that podcast and i see it now we're going to unplug and reconnect i don't know we're going to work on the logo and the language <laughs> <laughs> well maggie thank you so much for um dropping in in this fun way. I mean, I get to to spend time with you all the time because you are uh, the social media behind Sylvia's soul, soul. You make things happen and I appreciate you to to the moon and back. So thank you for all that you do for me to help bring my message to the world because that's really what it's all about. So thank you for your nuggets and wisdom at your very young age to help us navigate the landmine of social media and any last little um, piece as we wrap up for today?
1: I don't think so. Thanks for chatting. It was fun. It was fun. What yeah, right. the, the listeners what might not realize is this all formed within the last two hours.
0: (laughs) I know. See, so this is, we're going to talk about inspiration. So Maggie, you texted me what, like three hours ago and you said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, Oh, here's this guest writing thing that we could do on digital detox. And you went, you know what? That'd be a great podcast. And I was like, you're right. It would be, you want to hop on and do a podcast and boom, here we go. (laughs) That works. (laughs) That works. When inspiration drops, you follow. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Find ways to detox your life on so many levels. Digital detox, sugar detox, toxic people detox. We could do a whole nother thing on detox, but digital detoxing so that you can really connect to yourself. And if you're having difficulty connecting to yourself, you don't know where to start. You're like, wow, that sounds pretty awesome. How do I connect to my divine core? Well, lucky for you, there's all sorts of social media platforms that you can reach out to me and connect with me and I can help you connect back to you. to enhance your wellness journey and not sure where to start? Well, I have the answer. I have created an online membership like no other, which will deliver weekly information, tools and resources, support and monthly optional live one-on-one individual or group coaching sessions on all things wellness. It's like a mental and medical concierge service delivered to your doorstep each month. It's time to come home to you and reconnect with your soulful self. It's time to elevate your mental and physical health and wellness. And I am here to help you do just that. Go to the show notes or head to the website to learn more about the VIA Collective and join today. I'll see you on the inside.